Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. First, a brief word of introduction. I'm Pastor Wayne Uhlhorn, and I serve as a mission counselor in the Wells, serving four different districts, including the Southeast Wisconsin District, where I work very closely with Pastor Michael Zarling in his role as the District Mission Board Chairman. I thank you for inviting me to proclaim the Word of God to you today. And so we turn to Acts chapter 11, reading verses 19 through 26. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all of their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. This is the word of the Lord. And dear friends in Christ, have you heard of the phrase, nothing gets in the way of the mission, or something similar, the mission comes first? I think that phrase must come from service in the military. I say that because I, I met a man once who would always use that phrase once he got out of the military pertaining to his new job. He was a truck delivery man, delivering packages and products to different companies and people, and he would always say, nothing gets in the way of the mission. Not a, a broken down vehicle, not a snowstorm, Nothing got in the way of him delivering packages to every single person that he was on the way to meet. What is the mission of the church? And what gets in the way of that mission? We're going to talk about distractions to the mission of the church, as well as look at a group of people that seem to let nothing get in the way of accomplishing their mission. What is the mission of the church? Well, Pastor Zarling invited me to speak to you from God's word in connection with water of the life and its new beginning as one congregation. And so I looked up your mission on the internet, on your webpage, and, and here's at least what your description, if not your mission, says. Water of Life Lutheran Church is a gathering of Christians going forward with the gospel of Jesus Christ in service 
to all people in God's world. How are you doing in that mission? How about your personal mission? Does anything get in the way of you obeying God's holy will? Serving your neighbor in love, glorifying God in everything you say and think and do, and reaching out to other people who do not know Jesus with his saving word. Today we see that the mission of the church is to surround ourselves with and work with the powerful word of God. And what we'll see is, when we do that, the hand of the Lord will be with us. Now let's meet those people who were first called Christians at Antioch and how they got there. We're told those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. And you know, right away we see evidence of God's mission. God not getting distracted by something bad that was happening, the persecution of his people, and instead making sure the mission came first. He made sure that those people that were, were persecuted and scattered told the message of salvation in Jesus, true God, true man, the one true savior to all the fellow Jews that had been scattered in other parts of the country and world. And that's mission work. Not letting anything get in the way of us claiming and proclaiming the word of God, God's saving truth. And so sometimes something bad happens and we don't like it at all. And we think it's, it's getting in the way of us carrying out our mission. Let's say that someone loses a job and, and that causes them to move to another part of the country to find work and, and then they find work and they move in and they, they meet some pretty nice neighbors and those neighbors invite them to come to church with them. And it's a, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered church. And now for the first time in their lives, they get to learn about Jesus, their Savior. And that might never have happened had they not lost their job in the first place. Or maybe someone gets a terminal diagnosis for their health. It's cancer. It's some disease that they're not going to recover from. And now for the first time, they listen with receptive ears when that family member that is a Christian comes and shares certain comforts and truths from Scripture with them. And in their 11th hour, they come to faith and are saved and will go to a place where there'll be no more tears or crying and pain, all because something pretty bad happened to them. God's mission is going to be accomplished. It comes first, even when something bad happens. Now, part of mission work is telling the good news of Jesus to people that we know, people that we might work with and, and have formed a friendship and a relationship with over the years. Someone who has their kids in the same soccer practice or other children's activity, and, and we get to know them. We start talking to them about our life, our faith, 
our church, and we invite them to come with us and, and learn about Jesus more. Or it's a, a family member or, or some friend that ha we have something in common with. It, it's normal and it's natural and it's mission work to reach out to them and tell them the good news of their Savior, Jesus. And that's what we're told those Christians, those former Jews that had learned that Jesus of Nazareth was their Savior, was true God, the Son of God. That's what they did. And then we're told about some other people. And what they did was mission work too. Some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Greeks mean Gentiles. And even though they lived with Jews in some of the same cities, even if they shared an office cubicle with one another or lived in the same apartment, which they probably didn't, they didn't like each other very much. One of the groups, the Jews, was followers of God's law. At least on the outside, they were very righteous and clean people. Another group, the Greeks, the Gentiles, they were immoral, indecent, following pagan gods if they worshipped any god at all. Normally, you'd be afraid to cross racial barriers, cultural barriers, uh, a religious differences, a, a canyon wide, and tell those people about your faith, the God of the Bible, the one name that saves, but these people went and did it without any fear, distracting them from carrying out their mission. I guess you'd have to say these people had guts, but maybe more accurately, we could say these people were filled with the Holy Spirit. And more to the point of this reading and our sermon, the hand of the Lord was with them. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. You might have noticed that two different times in this reading, we're told that a great number of people came to the Lord. They came to know about Jesus and that's what happens when you do mission work. The hand of the Lord is with you. The hand of the Lord was with those people in Antioch as they gathered around the word of God, even though they had been persecuted and scattered. The hand of the Lord was with them when they reached out to their fellow Jews and encouraged them to put their faith and trust in Jesus, their Savior. The hand of the Lord was with them when they reached out even though it was uncomfortable, to a whole new group of people and told them about the good news of a Savior from sin and guilt. And the hand of the Lord is with any and every group of Christians when they share the word of God. You know, one thing I've learned in my years of being involved in home mission work, that is, starting new mission churches across our nation and in North America. And that is when there's a group of people that, you know, just kind of keep the good news of the word of God to themselves, 
Don't ever really reach out to anybody else. Just sort of protect and kind of huddle together with their group of friends. Well, I don't know if anything bad necessarily happens, but that's just it. Nothing happens. They grow a little bit older. Their church gets a, a little bit more tattered and eventually they have tough decisions to make. But when a group of people get serious about proclaiming the word of the Lord, they let nothing, not even fear or stress get in the way. They, 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 they keep that organizational drama to a minimum. They keep focused on sharing the word of God and, and building themselves up in God's word and sacraments, then the hand of the Lord is with them. And it, it might not necessarily be in, in the way that they want it to. It might not happen in the time frame that they'd like it to, but they will be blessed. The hand of the Lord will always be with them. And it's not a cause and effect thing. It's a grace of God thing. See, when it comes to forgiveness of sins and life and salvation, that's a gift from God. And when it comes to doing mission work, well, that's evidence of God's grace too. You know what else was evidence of the grace of God? A man named Barnabas. And he wasn't just an illustration of God's grace. He was the very embodiment of it. News of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all of their hearts. What a good man Barnabas was. I know he was human and therefore not perfect, but from all the descriptions in the book of Acts about Barnabas, a man whose name means the, the son of encouragement, man, you'd have to think he was a very warm and welcoming individual. Someone who was responsible and reliable, trusting and trustworthy. Someone that saw the potential in people and, and built them up according to God's grace and blessing and strength. What we're told is that Barnabas did that. He encouraged people to remain true to the Lord after they had come to faith. And you know how he did that? He taught them. This next section tells us that. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. Barnabas found Saul. Later, we know him as Paul. And for a year, they taught people the word of the Lord. That's mission work too. Teaching people. Getting together Sunday schools or Lutheran elementary schools and, and holding Bible classes and encouraging people to remain true to the Lord by growing closer and closer to Jesus through a study of his word. You do that with your family and your children. You put together good worship services. You find ways to reach other people 
The hand of the Lord is with you and you are able to accomplish the mission. And that's mission work, right? I mean, I know there's all that other stuff that, that people do. And, and a lot of people ask me in my role as mission counselor, well, what are other churches doing, you know, in order to do, to do mission work? Are they changing their music? Are they starting new programs? What, what's getting them? More and more people. And, and certainly you want to plan your work and, and you want to be user-friendly and you want to be warm and welcoming and you want to be involved in your community and show love to your neighbors and, and anything that you can plan and do. But ultimately, the most important part about mission work is teaching people about Jesus, teaching people all the teachings of the Word of God, which will keep you focused on Christ, your Savior, which lets you know how much the Lord loves you and has rescued and delivered you from all of Satan's accusing arrows, from your own sin and guilty feelings and condemnation and hell. That's what we do. We teach people. And by doing that, we're doing mission work. Now, you're at an important junction in your congregation and in your history as together you form Water of Life Lutheran Church. There's probably lots of different reasons for why you're doing this. I hope it's not just a gimmick. I know that's not true. It might be a cost-saving measure, but, you know, if you do ministry, it's always going to cost some amount of money. I hope what you're doing is realizing that you can multiply ministry, not duplicate it, that you can expand the preaching of the gospel instead of just kind of protecting and, and huddling with one another, and that you can seize more opportunities to do mission work, teaching the word of God work, telling people about Jesus, even if you cross Rachel and racial and cultural barriers. And I know that the hand of the Lord will be with you. There might be some fear. There will be distractions, you can be sure. But I also know that when you get serious about doing the mission of the church, the Lord will be with you. You know, think about what our mission really is and how important it is. It's more important than delivering a package on time. It's even more important than saving a life, a fellow soldier's life, and it's, yeah, it's even more important than preserving the cherished liberties of a nation. It's about saving souls, grasping them, rescuing them from the eternal torments of hell, and giving them life and peace and joy now with Jesus and forever in heaven. We don't have to let fear get in the way or anything else distract us from that mission. Instead, we can boldly proclaim the word of the Lord within ourselves and to many others, knowing 
The hand of the Lord will always be with us. Amen.